All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, man. We're going to give y'all a quick second to we file back. on in. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to ATL Sunday Service. We are back, man. We are back. Uh, happy to be here. Happy to be here. How you feeling today, brother? I am disappointed. Disappointed. Um, I'm, I am going to go ahead and make the request. They say that you have to be intentional with your words. I'm specifically asking, please fire our coach, Arthur Smith. And make Desmond sure that he takes Desmond Ritter with him. Take him with him. Take the bum with him. You have to be intentional about your words and your beliefs. And I need them to leave and never come back ever <laughs> again. I'm sick of it. Nah, man. How was your weekend? Uh, it was cool outside of that. You know, I had to, you know, had to work like certification tests this week. Got that knocked out. Well, one of them anyway. And then after that, I decided to celebrate. <laughs> and that's I how eat. you get what you get, what you got. <laughs> Turn up. Pour up. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I need to do less of that. Mm, yeah. It was my daughter's first birthday, man. So that was a whole production. Big Reese. Big Reese. Happy birthday, Big Reese. Yeah. She downstairs turning up now. Supposed to be in the bed. But, uh, oh, speaking of baby sister's birthday tomorrow, Libby. What up? Well, how old Blues. she be? Eight. Eight. Woo. You got an eight year old sister. At 38. <laughs> life. Life does, in fact, life. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, we want to uh, appreciate everybody tuning in with us to the Splashcast, episode 132 of the ATL edition. Y'all know what it is. We talk about the Braves, Falcons, Hawks, oldest, middle, and youngest child uh, when necessary. We also do a live reaction to uh, we watch Sunday Night Football. In this one, we've got a hell of a game, Cowboys versus Eagles. Uh, Eagles, I think we both took the Eagles on the road and Sneaky Mm -hmm. took the Cowboys for the six-pack. Did he? I never. Let's reach out. But either way. If he didn't respond, it is. I definitely believe the Eagles are going to win this, even though it looks like the Cowboys are starting out a little aggressive. Right with the Eagles. As I was saying earlier, dog, like, the Eagles got to figure out a way to handle being hunted. Like last year seemed like they were – wait, it was the last year or year before last? Yeah, no, last year. Them and the – the 49ers were the hunted team last year for the most part. Even though the Eagles got home field advantage, everybody thought the 49ers were going to be the team to beat. And then Brock Purdy got hurt. And it's kind of like now the Eagles have made it. They're 10-1. and one. They what started over the last two seasons 20-2. and two. In uh two game, in the first eleven games, um, and now the, I think they're ten and ten and two now. So, uh, the Cowboys have always been on the cusp, especially with Dak. It seems like they're missing, and ever since I said CD Lamb is fraudulent, ever since I said CD Lamb is fraudulent, he has been balling out of this world. So, uh, this is good. This is set to be a fun one. I think you Cowboys going. I just Cowboy it up. No, like I the Eagles are the much more consistent team, but every now and then the Cowboys will make you remind like remind you that they're still the Cowboys. I can see that happening tonight, but I'm rocking with the Eagles because that's the right decision to make. I don't trust the Cowboys. <laughs> at all. At all. 
I gas hear you, stations. man. They I will trick you. it off soon. They later. will. They will. Now, it's really how the Eagles, and we'll move on. We'll start off with the show soon. It's really how the Eagles' um, offense responds to the Cowboys' defense. Because I think the Eagles' defense will eventually get they're, – they're capable of getting more stops against the Cowboys' offense than the Cowboys' defense is of stopping the Eagles' offense. Um, That's fair. So I think eventually the Eagles will stop them more and they'll be able to get more points. But if that Cowboys defense plays really well, like they're capable of being a top two defense in the league. Like they're capable of it. They should be number three. That, could you imagine if they had, if they had digs right now? Oh, they'd be like, they'd, oh, they'd be insane. Oh, they finally did a quarterback run. Uh, so, well, let's get started, man. Let's get started. So y'all know what it is. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. We're going to talk about something that makes us happy first because all the other teams oh, there are seem things? to make us sad. Huh? They say there are things that make us happy. Who knew? Yeah. The Braves. Let's start out with the Braves. So Alex Anthopoulos has been in his bag. Uh, and when I say in his bag, he... Has been close to the vest, but we know that the offseason is Alex Anthopoulos' season. Normally, he goes and makes a couple moves. I think the last few years, we got Matt Olson. He goes and makes a couple moves, and it, it bolsters our team, even when we had we lose certain players. Uh, this year, I think over the last two years, we've lost core players. We lost Dansby Swanson. We lost uh, Freddie Freeman. We lost good role players like Solaire. Uh, we lost a lot and- of – oh, go ahead. And on top of that, we, we lost Ron Washington, you know, going into um, at the end of this season, Eric Young at the end of this season. Um, oh, yeah, I was talking about, like, the last couple off seasons before this one. Yeah. So, but I'm so, saying, like, all all of that together. Yeah, so, and normally, you know, he'll make play, he'll bring in players to, to kind of offset those losses. You know, we lost Freddie Freeman. We got uh, 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 Matt Olson. We lost... Dansby Swanson and you kind of platoon that that position and you ended up finding a Jim and Arcia. Um, but now we're in a different space. We've got all of our core players and Alex Anthopoulos has said that he is not basically he said while prepping for morning meetings, he made it very clear that he hasn't and won't think about trading Albies. Mike Harris or any other homegrown product who has signed an extension over the past few years. So yep. basically, he's saying, "I'm right. We got our main players. We just need to fill in the lineup and and, and fill out the pitching rotation." Because there's been a lot of role players that got fired this off season for not playing their role. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason. Hey. We are very. Did you do it? If not, hey, nothing. No, no hard feelings. But you got to go. We we got to go. We got to find somebody who's willing to do it. Yeah, man. And, I mean, okay. and and with show high being off the board, I think off season really starts now. I think that nobody was going to spend any money until they could figure out if they could afford him first. And now that he's been taken off the board, I think that now you can get into really filling out the roster and finding finding out what the other gems that are available. With Shohai, I don't – you would have had to pay him so much more than you're paying Acuna and all of them that 
And Acuna is the reigning National League MVP. I mean, Shohei's the AL MVP, right, or something. Or I don't know if he won it this year. He might have. But um, I don't know if locker room-wise, I think he would have been a great fit and you would have won. But contract-wise, when people agents start looking at contracts, he'd be like, you know, you NL MVP and they paying him 350 right? Because he got $700 million, but in California he's only going to make $360 million after taxes. But this is the thing. He's getting – 10 years, $700 million, so $70 million a year. That's Ronnie's got an eight-year contract for $100 million. He's getting $12.5 million a year. Mm-hmm. So here's the contracts right here. Uh, Austin Riley, 10 years, 212. Matt Olson, eight years, 160. This Ronald Acuna and Mike, ha- uh, Mike Harris and Sean Murphy, I'm okay with that, but the Ronald Acuna, eight years, $100 million. They're going to have to go back and – and and add a couple years, make it a ten year, and then add seventy five million, and just make it a ten year one seventy five or something like that. They need to do something, man. Like I've always said, that this contract is a nasty contract. I love my team, but I'm gonna be real. This one, and I think Alvis has a nasty contract too. Uh, but these guys are way too good to get paid this little. Uh, yeah, seven. Yeah, Ozzy's getting five million dollars a year. It's egregious. Yeah, yeah, but it will say he's got them all signed. Alex Anthopoulos does have them all signed, and by having them all signed, I mean one, two, three, four, five. Now we locked six. in. Now you got six of your nine spots in the batting order accounted now, for, and 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 you can throw uh, Albies in there too. Well, Albies in seven, seven of your nine spots. He's yeah. We got club options on Ozzy. This year, well, no, he has two more years left on the contract, then two more club years. We got him through 27. This is a hell of a and team, man. For some reason, and I mean, he who shall not be named always resigns with us. Now, I don't know if it's going to happen again, but he resigns with us and uh, he ends up giving us a crazy deal. And he came out and hit 39 home runs this year. And so that's eight spots. You pretty much can do everything else for pitching. At that point. Quiet. And, I mean, I, we got to be real here, man. That guy, I mean, he should have been he should have been a silver slugger. And we oh, got yeah. him for a club They're option real. next year for $16 million. So, I, I don't see us. Yeah, I, he's probably coming back. We can use yeah. 39 home runs. Or we can trade him. You, I mean, you could always use 39 home runs. Now, he does strike out a lot. He's kind of like the leadoff backer, uh, leadoff hitter for the Phillies, who had like 40 home runs. But his batting average was like. 190 or 200 or something we know, like we, we know what you dare to do you the designated <laughs> hit to hit the ball yeah but See they lead them off <laughs> so so i will say uh alex anthopoulos has done has started doing wonders like you said the offseason doesn't start until show high signs show high sign his deal the braves did a lot of small moves that i think it was kind of alex anthopoulos trolling us the braves acquired infield infielder david fletcher and catcher Max Stasi from the Angels, and they were like, "Oh, David Fletcher is Shohei Otani's best friend on the team, and that's why he's there. We gonna try to get Shohei and all that stuff." And I was like, "Nah, bro. If you just seen these contracts, we talking about seven hundred M's was never really in the question. <laughs> no, that was all, that was never a com. I mean, it was it was interesting because he said he was interested in coming there, but outside of, outside of that, 
We all knew what we it knew was. We, we, don't, we don't spend that money. That ain't our that ain't our, our financial game plan. That's not how we get down. And I didn't think that they, you know, being so successful with getting the rest of this talent, I didn't see them Really, changing, nobody spends you know. this money except for the two evil empires, the Dodgers and the Yankees. No, nah, Dodgers, Yankees, um, Mets, Red Sox, Padres, Phillies. Those five. Phillies, Phillies spend money, but I, all of those teams you you said he's getting paid two hundred million dollars more than anybody else. <laughs> oh yeah, he get. <laughs> but but the staff, because we gonna end up talking about this tomorrow anyway. Uh, the staff track. The Braves ended up trading Max Stasi for money. The the catcher already, he's already gone. Yep. So. Acquired a player to be named later or cash. We just gave. Take him. Pay us back later, dog. <laughs> so I will say what I'm thinking about this is um Do you think we also got left handed pitcher, uh Peridomo. I think we just we're just filling the coffers right now. Do you think Alex Anthopoulos we... has another another big move on the horizon? I was just going to say, I, I don't, maybe, I don't know where you can make a big move outside of pitching. You know, uh, what's the kid they were talking about last week? I can't remember his name. They still in the running for him, but I, I think pitching, I think he knows that pitching has to be better. It has to be. And that's the room for growth. I mean, we didn't necessarily hit the greatest in the playoffs, but outside of that, you can't, you can't ask for a better hitting team. I would and say he needs Mike. We need Mike Harris to be the small ball guy, and we need the, like at the during the season, the top of the lineup was the one that hit home runs from six that from right. five to nine. That was the guys that got on base so that Acuna can come hit a three run home run. Matt Olson can hit a three run four run home run. Well, grand slam or whatever. So we need those guys happen. But you're right, man. This now leaves Alex Anthopoulos a lot of play on pitching. I believe he's about to see. We're about to see a flurry of pitching signings. We got a lot of options, a lot of players to like bring up in a in a pinch, like those young guys. But I'm tired. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm tired of those young guys. I'm tired of guys making their major league debut pitching for the Braves. Boy, boy, <laughs> we got so many of them. And you're like, congratulations. But we looking for somebody who's a little bit more. Consistent, ready, prepared. Yeah. All yes, established. That's the word that I was looking for and I could not locate. Yeah, man. Like when we got to the playoffs, the Phillies had five strong pitchers. Everybody threw the ball hundred miles an hour. They had two aces, and everybody else just threw the ball really, really strong. The Braves did have something like that when we won the World Series. The the Phillies basically built the Braves. That's what they did from 2021. A lot of hard pitchers, a couple aces, and hitting home runs. That's what they yeah. did. It just came up short. So the Braves got to do, got to get back to that. And I hope Alex Anthopoulos goes and gets a pitcher so that we can have three strong pitchers. Because Charlie Morton, while he's good, he keeps getting broken because he's older. He's like 40, 39. No, you, I, What's up, DJ? In baseball, I mean, that's old, bro. At the end of the day, as a, like as an athlete, 40 years old is, I mean, hell, we close. <laughs> yeah, and he going out there, and even though he pitches, you know, once every five days, dog, you be getting, he be getting, 
Charlie Morton be getting hit with baseballs. He be, <laughs> he be every. I be it's like, dang man, you got hit sure with a line drive that broke your leg. Like, how did that happen? Like, well, you know, happen, but you know. Next, so next, next, let's just get out of there. Let's not bring up the bad times. <laughs> well, that was the super. That was so the World broke Series. Your leg. <laughs> so you know, I to 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 end this brave segment, man. I I will. I am looking forward to Alex Anthopoulos making a splash pitching signing. Make someone make the magic happen. Make it happen, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of the happy part of this podcast. <laughs> really? That everything else is loss. We are about to spend the next hour talking about loss after loss after loss. Starting with the Falcons. Uh, we'll be right back. Give us about 30 seconds and we'll be back with our Falcon segment of episode 132 of the splash cast, the ATL edition. Thank you for joining us on Sunday night service. We appreciate it. Y'all stay tuned. Like, follow, subscribe. Like, follow, and subscribe. Boom. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our Falcon segment of episode 132 of the Atlanta edition. Sunday night service. Uh, huh? Pow, pow, pow. 132. Oh, 132. One th- Boy, I thought you were telling me something went wrong. I was like, man, the weather balloons oh, is no. back. Shut up. No. <laughs> Sadness oh, is man. back, though. This sorry-ass team. <laughs> so, we just no, talked pissed. about the Braves. We just talked about the Braves. Uh, Alex Anthopoulos making some moves. Uh, we are now going to get to the sad part of the, the splash cast. Uh, the Falcons. So, the Falcons played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, starting off six and six, the Buccaneers five and five and seven. The Falcons had a chance to take a two-game lead in the division. You knew we weren't going to do that, or we would end up being in a tie, a possible three-way tie, with the Saints and the Buccaneers. And the Buccaneers have the better scoring output against the division, which allows them to be in first place, even though everybody is six and seven. So that is why. Is that how that works? Something like that. Because we split care. against them. We deserve it. We both beat the Saints. We own the Saints tiebreaker, but they've scored. We got the, we got identical records. So they ended up losing. If you remember the Falcons, I said the Falcons had the potential to go undefeated in the division. And this was really no different. They should have, uh, they should have won this game. It started off. Goldberg, they brought Goldberg out to start the game. If you know about Goldberg, he is one of the more popular Georgia and Atlanta characters, played football at UGA, is a huge Falcons fan, then ended up going to uh <laughs> ended up going to wrestling. And uh, of course he did the call for the for the Falcons as well and gave him the belt. That's when I knew it was gonna be rough when he dropped the belt. And we ended up playing and <laughs> We ended up going losing twenty nine to twenty five. Shout out! Did you actually watch the game? I watched this. <laughs> I hate. <laughs> I come here every week with optimism. I don't have the optimism this week. I don't have the belief. I don't have the happiness. Everything we believe is true with this team, and Arthur Smith is going to get himself fired. And I'm not going. I'm no longer rooting for him. And and 
all of this is Desmond is who we thought he was. At the end of the day, that's it. Let me tell you something. Who I was, I was never ever rooting for Arthur Smith after I saw it. I've seen everything I have needed to see from Arthur Smith. Now I will say I, I can we can dog Arthur Smith out, and we will make no mistake. Sure. We will. We we sure enough go dog sure. about. But I will say at the beginning of the game, and I think that's why this hurts so more. This this loss hurts so more at the beginning of the game. He showed promise. He was getting everybody involved. I got my notes. I had to. I took notes while I was at a birthday dinner for my daughter. I was taking notes on the Falcons game because I was steaming. Dog, you should. <laughs> you shouldn't have subjected yourself to that terrible. Dinner. No, I knew that's what you were going to say. Love you. <laughs> spend, I tell y'all every week: spend time with your family. No, I mean, she had. We had a good time. She wore the Falcons hat. She was clapping and everything. Um, but. My point is, he was getting everybody involved. Like, you see Kyle Pitts. Here's the Kyle, and for those that are watching, uh, for those that are listening, we're watching the Kyle. The first drive, there was a Kyle Pitts touchdown. 33 yards. I was, And this was after getting Drake London involved. This was after getting Bijan. This was after Algier got a carry. This was after having Cordell Patterson in the game. The first quarter, I was like, oh, if he's going to call the game like this the whole game, there ain't nothing you can do. We're going to blow him out. Not with nine. <laughs> nine is your leader. You'll find a way to trick it off, boy. You'll find a way to look terrible. And then we had Bijan. Now, this was in the fourth quarter, but, you know, Bijan, like I said before, Bijan was getting touches, and, and we were actually playing well. And then, bruh, when I say the implosion of Desmond Ritter comes swift like a thief in the night, it was what? Three plays? Three plays in a row. Maddening, upsetting. <laughs> I I I, def- I tweeted this earlier, but <laughs> and if you're a, a Falcons fan, you surely know this. Watching Desmond Ritter play football is not enjoyable. It, it is not it, nothing about it is makes you happy, makes you feel good. There is somewhere between anxiety and nauseousness. And, excuse me, feeling nauseous. That's the only thing that you get from Desmond Ritter consistently. And then he'll throw you one play that will blow your mind. And then you'll go right back to him being himself. And you just can't trick yourself into believing in him. But I won't now, (laughs) won't ever. What did you say you tweeted? Oh, that watching him is not enjoyable. Oh, I tweeted. I was tweeting at the time when my phone died. And this is why we say Desmond Ritter had three plays, three drives. And they all ended in disaster. First drive, we go down there, we get all the way down to the goal line, and they call the play. Arthur Smith calls the perfect play, and Bijan Robinson is nowhere. That he misses it. The next drive, the first play he throws, Arthur Smith calls the worst play you can call, being on your own goal line. The throw to Bijan Robinson was on Tampa Bay's two yard line at third and goal. Desmond Ritter misses it. The second one hey, on hey, your hey, own hey, eight. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did he get that play from Billy Napier? <laughs> it looked like it. The reverse throw? Because he definitely, when he pivoted out, he didn't pivot and throw. He re- he spun around in a circle. He Yes, he reversed out, then spent around the other way and threw the ball. And I guess you did not see the cornerback lurking right there, uh, picking the ball off. And 
I hate I, this is so terrible <laughs> to watch on so many different levels. And the defense plays so damn good today. And I know y'all probably looking like, oh, well, they scored 29 points. Well, the offense continuously put them in terrible position. On that pick, they gave just, them the ball at the four-yard line. What you going to do there? <laughs> it is a disgrace to watch Arthur Smith do his best to try to coach, to terribly coach a team. I think at this point he's got to be throwing games, point shaving. He has to be doing something. This is out of control. Then the next drive, so you had the missed touchdown. Then you had the pick, basically a pick six. It was really a pick, and they got it at the three-yard line. Then the next drive, they pin us down there again. And Desmond, Arthur Smith, for some reason, it's like he is going to say, it's almost like Arthur Smith is saying, it's you or me. And, like, I'm going to continue to call plays that make you look worse because if they can get rid of you and not me, that will buy me another year. Because there's no reason that you call a rollout on first and go on first and ten from your two with Desmond Ritter, who has proved proved to you over and over and over again that he is not capable of making the right decision. He pre-reads everything. He does not he does not know how to progress his reading through the field. They took away the first reading and he didn't think to get rid of the ball. I was watching this play and was like within the safety, I was like, throw the ball. Throw the ball. You got to get rid of the ball. You know you're in your own end zone. You got like, what are you doing? No, what are you doing? None. Why would none. you stop? Go ahead, because I'm I'm starting yelling. I'm starting to yell, and I don't want to yell. No, you should yell because you. We've seen this. I'm so I put Taylor Heineke in the game at least give us a chance to win, but it's even more frustrating because. Like we're six and seven, and right now they got us drafted at eleven, so we're not tanking well enough, and we're not winning games. We're finding a unique space to do, do the worst case scenario, not get a good draft pick, and have miserable, terrible games, where the whole team gets hurt. Even, <laughs> even as bad as this game was for Desmond Ritter, Drake London is starting to proved to be one of the better receivers in the league. He is to me he is on a Keenan Allen trajectory in terms of it's like he's get, he's just he keeps getting better and better cuz this catch he made in the fourth quarter was just man. amazing. That led to Bijan's touchdown. It was amazing. And he's been playing like this the past This is an of interception. Games. This is an interception. Mhm. You do it in double coverage. in the right spot. He overthrew it, and he and Drake fixes it. Imagine if Kyle Pitts and Drake and B. John Robinson had a respectable person playing quarterback. Imagine what they would look like. We've seen flashes from all of these guys, and that's the reason I know that y'all have have spoken about. <laughs> What's up, Steve? You know, we've spoken about Arthur Smith fire him. We said fire Desmond Ritter. But I've seen some people say fire Terry Fontenot. I think that is egregious. I think that Terry Fontenot has bought, purchased the groceries, brought them in the house, washed and prepped, <laughs> and said, all I need you to do, my man, is put this on simmer and cook. And somehow he manages to burn everything. I don't have an answer, but don't fire Terry Fontenot. Um. 
I don't think we should fire Terry Fontenot yet. I think you go up the chain. You got to start with Ritter. Ritter is the first to be fired. Number two, after that, is Arthur Smith. You normally would say, I think, oh, 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 I think oh. Arthur Smith is first to be fired. Desmond Ritter hasn't played well enough to not be an excuse. Desmond Ritter right now is an excuse. He is so playing so bad. Like He's like, dude, I'm calling the right plays. And if you watch the game, because the commentators were saying it that made me in the first quarter that made me start paying attention. They said, yo, Desmond Ritter, he just ran for a first down. Yeah, but he missed Bijan in the flat for 20 yards. He missed Drake London over the middle. He missed Scotty Miller for a first down. He missed Kyle Pitts for that, a 20-yard pass. And I'm like, mm. That is the that that's the one he's he's Marcus Mariota, man. Gonna loop him out on a bootleg. He can make it to the corner. He can probably outrun the end or the linebacker. He's gonna get into the end zone. That's just that's his go to scoring play. Outside of that, too. Man, it's so frustrating watching this team because we can't we can't do anything. Neither we need to be bad and get a good draft pick, or we need to be good and win games. We can't we can't do any more of this middling. It is the worst thing to watch. And the thing about the defense, the defense, okay, so you take away seven points. And I knew we were going to as as what's up, Sneaky, as you talk about your kicker. I normally say that the Falcons have the best kicker in the league. Young Way Koo right missed two field goals that would have won the game. At that point, I can even give you missing the fifty two, but if you would have made the fifty yard field goal, which you're capable of making then we kick a field goal at the end of the game to win the game. This was the exact same game that happened in Tampa Bay. We just d- I'm gonna didn't say this, make the plays. When it comes to Koo, you're the second most accurate kicker in NFL history. So I'm going to let you have a bad day. I'm going to digress on you. For Arthur Smith, field goals are not. Arthur Smith has continued to fail. Young way Koo, you had a bad game. All right, hey, fix it. Come back next week. Be a better player. So that's it. They won't they won't do anything to Arthur Smith because Drake London had ten catches for 172 yards when you fed him the ball. Bijan Robinson played well when you fed him the ball. He was Arthur's Desmond Ritter missed so many passes, overthrew so many passes, made so many terrible passes. I mean, even on the last play of the game. The last play of the game when we're down to the twenty yard line, we need a touchdown. I'm down to the thirty yard line. We need the touchdown. He throws First of all, Arthur Smith, I don't know why you put Kyle Pitts on one side by himself and then put Drake London and Scotty Miller and Cordero on the right side with Bijan. Why not just put all the six foot five people together and see what can happen? But I digress on that. Desmond Ritter then throws the uh, in route to the 10 yard line, knowing there's no more time. It's it's those type of plays, those type of terrible. That's, you're you're supposed to have football IQ because you're not that good of a quarterback. When you are making dumb plays and you're not that good of a quarterback, you need to go. Got to go home. Got to go home, boy. You got to uh, go, man. I don't. You'll be replaced. And yeah, this is terrible, man. Because the defense play see, well, like, though. The defense play well for the, the most part. Defense continue. And I'm gonna tell you, if I'm Ryan Nielsen, I'm getting the hell out of Atlanta. One of us has to go at the end of the season because I'm not going to sit here and coach my ass off with the mediocre staff team on defense. And you have all the accoutrements on the offense and y'all can't get it done. Now and then was, you, you, okay. can, you continuously make me look bad because you put me in fat poor position 
and then they score points. Like today, they ended up with 29 points, and nobody's going to look and say, how did they get the 29 points? Just looks like the defense had a rough day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I will say there is a little bit of bail to shoot, a little bit on both sides. The defense, our entire our offense and defense, we had for the first time we did not have the same starting for uh, offensive line. Yep, that offensive line had eventually by the tech second quarter four players are out. The only one that came back was Chris Lindstrom. Bergeron, Bergeron, not Lindstrom. Lindstrom got hurt and came back. Oh, I didn't know he came back. Yeah, he came back. Um. The defensive line, everybody's hurt. We we everybody's hurt. Onyemata, uh Lakel London, Street. Street, everybody. Everybody that was playing well got hurt. So I knew that was gonna be tough. And once Street and everybody got hurt today, because we was down to our third string, the Bucks and credit to the Bucks offensive line. I mean the Bucks offensive coordinator. He just he, he, that's ran where he the went, ball. Right he there. just right yeah. right up the middle. He just ran the ball. And Shout out to you can only ask. You can only ask the defense to play so good for so long. The offense has to help them along the way somewhere. The offense just wasn't pulling pulling their fair share, and you could tell. Like getting close towards the end of the game, they were tired. They're tired and injured, and the offense ain't helping them out. So yeah, eventually you're just like, well, I don't really have an answer at this point. Had we scored a couple points earlier, we wouldn't be in this situation. And if you and if you and my last point is if you watch the game. They were down. Um, we held them to twelve points basically through three quarters, and he Ryan Nielsen made some great moves. He put uh, uh, he's a hell of a coach. Man. Who did he move? He moved uh, Calais Campbell from the defensive end to the defensive tackle, and we put in other players. AK seventeen. Uh, 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 I can't. He started the flash. I was like, okay, so you're doing well, and then. That fourth quarter, we hit the nine minute mark, and it was like we were we had no more subs. We were gassed. We were gassed. We were gassed. We were gassed. I, li- I like Calais playing the tackle position because he's so big. Mm-hmm. Uh, sidebar: I watched him and Evacetti do an in- uh, like do an interview before, and you look at Evacetti and you look at Calais Campbell, and you're like, oh, y'all are not even close to the same size. Evacetti uh, is six two. <laughs> Calais looks like a monster, um, but. He's, I mean, he's an excellent pickup for us. And shout out Jesse Bates playing his ass off. Yep. Now, so we couldn't overcome the injuries on defense and the, all of that. And I will say, the Falcons, I said it two weeks ago. I said it this wilding. week. Yeah, that fake punt. I said it this week. The Falcons are a product of the moves they did not make. You should have went and got Justin Fields. You could have gone and got Justin Fields or anybody else at quarterback at this point. You should have made a move at so at strong safety. The Bucks, those last two drives, threw the ball on the strong. Oh, we're missing Jeff Okuda too. Threw the ball on the strong safety the whole last two drives. And they went right down the field, oh, score 14 points. Okuda being out sucks, but Clark Phillips is, sta- is standing up in that position. He's. He's a part of our future. I, I feel very comfortable in saying that. I really like Clark Phillips. I know he had that late um, defensive holding position, I mean, uh, penalty. Yeah, but outside of that, he played aggressive. 
He, you know, he gets his hands between, you know, the receiver and the ball. Uh, I, I think that some of this stuff technique-wise, he's number one, he's just smaller. Uh, but he plays tough. He plays aggressive. I like him he's going a good forward as a member. Yeah, as a member of our secondary. Uh, yeah, Richie Grant, thoughts and prayers. We're going to get you out of there soon. AJ Sorrell, <laughs> Jesse Bates. <laughs> He's y'all so are y'all are legit. He's good at um, the, he's good at at stopping the run. He is awful at cover. Uh, even old boy that that came from Bama, uh, Helms. I like him too. Yeah, yeah. You you are good too, but you like Richie Grant because they just they just abused you on that uh on that uh third down to uh what's his name? How do you feel about him possibly playing linebacker? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how he is against the run. But I will say Six, at this two, point three, he look light. He look light. At this point, the Falcons have four more games. The next game is against the Panthers, who got shellacked today by the Saints. You gotta assume that we beat the Panthers. The Panthers are now one and thirteen. That whole organization right now is imploded. Colts, Falcon I mean Colts home. Bears on the road who DJ Moore and Justin Fields now. We I, we'll talk about it tomorrow. I told y'all that it could happen to the Lions, and it did. And then it you sure have did. the Saints at home. My burning question. At this point, you know that now. you know well, Desmond Ritter, we, he already did it. You know that Desmond Ritter ain't it. You have to tread a fine line between preparing for next year and losing the locker room, especially if you're Arthur Smith's position. Do you tank right now and see if you can get a higher pick? I mean, of course, you're gonna, you, you can't obviously tank, so you got to beat the Panthers. So you're assuming you're going to be 7-7. Seven seven. Do you lose the last three games? Not on purpose, but maybe on purpose. Purposely. I assume that you're tanking because you're playing Desmond Ritter. <laughs> if so you're playing Desmond so Ritter, do you, I don't, do think, you, that do you doing, not I don't think you're trying to win. I think that playing Desmond Ritter is not trying to me. <laughs> I'm take that as tanking. That's, <laughs> that's my belief on on it. Is if you're if you're not putting the best quarterback on the field, then you're not trying to win. If you're not trying to win, then you're trying to tank. And if you're trying to tank. You're doing a terrible job at it, but you are doing it. I mean, right now in the three-way tie in the division, like we said before, we have the second easiest schedule remaining in football with the Saints. So it could very well come down to the last game of the season, which you go from making it to the playoffs, which how many teams make it to the playoffs? 16? So you go from yep. maybe the 16th pick because you'll be the first team out. I'm going to let you know right now, you're playing the Eagles or the Cowboys. So. Smoke. <laughs> so we, gonna... we, we see that's where the Cowboys will cowboy themselves. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about 100%, that. 100%. The Cowboys would cowboy themselves at that moment. And you'd be like, y'all lost to the Falcons? <laughs> then everybody comes back. Desmond comes back. Arthur Smith comes back. And it's Groundhog's Day. Except for it's worse because the, the, the schedule will actually be more difficult next year. So you go from the 16th pick or further down if you win. So now you're at the 19th pick. Or if you tank, you're at the 
probably in the top 10. Right now, we at 11. Yeah, so if you tank, you're in the top 10, which means you could get, with all these quarterbacks coming out, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Penix, Jaden Daniels just won the Heisman, and all these other quarterbacks that allegedly may come out, would it be beneficial? Now, I, I see something that I like here. I'm looking at one of these mock drafts. They got Caleb Williams dropping to like four. They actually have Drake May going too, which I don't care where you draft him as long as it's not on my team. I would love to see Drake May play be, be in a Patriots jersey. That would be so fantastic to me. Uh, but I see Penix or Jaden Daniels being available for us. That makes me a little bit happier. We we need I need one of those guys. That's that to me is the only thing that matters. Is making sure that I don't end up having Uh-oh. to draft Bo Nix. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah. That that is the one thing that I cannot deal with is is going into next season and Bo Nix being my starting quarterback. That is is not it. If we can find a way to get Jaden Daniels or Michael Penix Jr. Then I, this season, it is what it is. I just hope he don't lose the locker room. Have seen somewhere where they're talking about, the, you know, they've said specifically, oh, the, the locker room's not broken. When they start saying stuff like that, it's because there's a fear that you may be losing the team here. I think for a mock draft, I think for what Arthur, if you're going to stick with Arthur Smith, then you have to get somebody like Jaden Daniels. Um, because there's too much motion and bootleg and all of that stuff. Michael Penix Jr., while I do like him, he's more of a stand-up type thrower. He stays in the pocket. Um, he can't he, – I have not seen – I won't say I have or haven't done it. I say I have not seen him throw on the run. So – And let me tell you what we better not do. <laughs> I don't have no issue with this dude from UCLA – Lot too, but we don't need to draft any more edge rushers because we can't do it. But he's we but he's the, he's different from the edge rusher that we normally draft though. We normally draft either an edge rusher that's like 290, 285, that's too slow that can set the edge, or we draft somebody like uh AK seventeen who's only like two oh five. This dude Latu is like six five two thirty five. He's like one of them Jacksonville no, no, Jaguars. Six four two sixty five. Oh. Another set the edge guy. <laughs> we need and Michael Penix Jr. falling to nineteen is tragic. Man, we we can't we can't. He's also twenty. He's twenty four. That's why that's, that's gonna count against him a little bit. Twenty five. I don't care. We got a quarterback now. What I, you know his age? No, you know he sucks. You know his quarterback rating. His age are close. <laughs> yeah. So sick of him. I'm sick of him. I'm interested to see what we do, man. I'll know what we're gonna do by the game next week. If we mail it in next week and we and and play terrible, you can't mail it in. You can't you can't mail it in next week. There, that team is too bad for you to lose to. You'll lose the team. You lose your job. You lose everything. That sounds like a two birds with one stone to me. <laughs> get, get the hell out! Come on, Panthers. <laughs> Nah, but just playing, man. We'll see what the Falcons do, man. But, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the Falcons segment of episode 132 of the ATL edition. We've come to the end of the Falcons season. The Falcons suck. Arthur Smith is an awful play caller who calls screens from his own two, and then it's a surprise when a safety happens. 
Uh, Desmond Ritter can't throw to open receivers. Uh, Drake London and our defense play. Our defense played well. Drake London played well, and it was all for not. Shout so, out to all those good players that Terry Fontenot has collected: Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier, um, Cordell Patterson. Which I'm talking about young guys like oh. AJ Terrell. I mean, we we have this collection of players. Trading for Jesse. Find Vince. us a quarterback, man. Please find us a quarterback. Please. And get him. Stop wasting Jesse Bates playing his ass off, man. You're too <laughs> old for that. And get healthy, get healthy, get healthy. We'll be right back. Y'all stay tuned. Episode 132 of the Splashcast. We'll be right back with our Hawks segment. Another sad day there, too. Lord have mercy, Jesus. No, somebody getting traded there, too. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our final segment of episode 132 of the ATL edition, Sunday Night Service. Uh, our Hawks talk, man, We where we talk about this past week's games. Uh, Hawks only had two games because two weeks ago they had a four-game stretch, four games in seven days, which was really tough. Uh, we ended up going, I think, two and two in that one. And the Hawks played the Nets at home and the Sixers on the road. You remember... We both said that we should beat the Nets, be close to beating the Nets. It should be a good game. We barely beat them last time. Hopefully, we could split this week because we played the Sixers and Embiid Olajuwon, ever since he got dunked on by John Collins, has made it his mission to embarrass Atlanta at every opportunity he gets. Every single time. I'm, I don't have the stats in front of me, but if you go back and look at his stats from the time he got dunked on by John Collins to when they played the next year on, he averaged, he has to average like 37 points, 37 points, 20, 15 rebounds and like five assists against us alone. Um, so the Hawks started off with uh, a game against the Nets where for the first time, the Hawks did not allow 30-point quarters. 30-point quarters. For the first time, the Hawks did not allow 30-point quarters. And we still lost this game. I. This is a team that we should be able to beat. Nothing on this team. Now, I do think that I love Mikael Bridges. I'm about to say, Mikael Bridges is what is on that team. I love Mikael Bridges, but I like, and I think that Mikael Bridges probably doesn't get enough credit, but he's also, I mean, is Mikael Bridges the best player on the floor? No. Well, I mean, he's a wing. He's a wing. <laughs> I like and how you have a question, and then he's like, no. Then he's like, he's a wing. So, to me, talent-wise, I think Mikael Bridges is a taller version of DeJounte Murray, which event, which makes you the best player on the floor. Because DeJounte Murray does everything Mikael Bridges does, but he's 6'4". Mikael Bridges is 6'8". So, like, even in that last – that last, so what that allows you at 6'8", that last shot to go – it might be 6'7". That last shot against DeAndre Hunter at the end of the game that was defended very well, that took the lead, made it 114-113. 
DeAndre Hunter, I mean, um, DeJounte Murray's not getting that off because he's 6'4", not against somebody that tall. Right. But at 6'8", right. Mikael Bridges, can, he got that shot off, and he's a mid-range assassin. He learned from KD. Now, I personally think that Mikael Bridges he got is probably the best KD. player. Yeah. Um, I think that, that Mikael Bridges is the best player on the floor. Because his ability to do so many things and play defense. And then when he played terrible, Jesus, five and nineteen, awful. I think he's washed and dried too. He don't he not a scoring I'm not afraid of him scoring and he he's not really a good facilitator. They just need a point they need a legitimate point guard. Um it's just a frustrating game because it's a game that we should have won. They're playing without Ben Simmons, so they're playing without, you know, fifty million dollars. So that's like playing. Just I mean, that's, that's only added four points. Add, yeah, but that, that's nine rebounds and nine assists too. Yeah, and it's like eight points. Uh, and fourteen that has no re- like that made Bridges have to be their number one facilitator with six assists. You and looking you at actually these, make looking it easier at these, for him. I mean, like they didn't have any. Johnson was seventeen six and five. Who I mean, they paid him that money, or everybody did they pay him? They paid him that money, and you know he ain't really been scorching the earth. Uh, he's, then he's thirteen not, he's, two and four. He's very similar to DeAndre Hunter to me. I think Just he had, like he had a better shot. Though. You fit, you fit into the system, but you're not killing the system. And you know, so this and he had he was the. The third leading scorer was Doriel Finney-Smith with 15, and he got all of that in the first half. Like, so it's not like they blew us out, but Trey, I'll say this, Trey keeps getting into these back and forths, and you can't do that. He and, he and Bridges went at it. Trey had 30 points, nine assists, but he was 11 of 24, and he keeps shooting them threes, and he was three of nine. Um, DeJounte Murray had Bridget. a rough game. Rough game. Yeah, six of 15, one of five from three, but 10 rebounds. Nine assists, no turnovers. Shooting was bad, but one thing that you will say about him is he's he is engaged. He finds another way to influence the game, even if his shot's not going down. Uh, but you got to start making some shots, Dejounte, specifically right now. We nine and eleven. We can't, and we three and six at home. You know, home, like well, you, you can't have a losing record at home and expect to to have a season. Who's our general manager? Landry Fields, right? Landry Fields yeah. has some thinking to do because you think we lost this game because the front court didn't really give us any points. I mean, Capella gave us nine. Okungu gave us two. We don't have any other big men. So no, you're we missing. Gave, we gave the one that we had the average 15 points for a different team. We gave them away for pennies. Well, I don't, I don't disagree with trading them away because of the way they want to play, but I do disagree with what they got back. But um, you well, need I mean, J- what, you, what about the fact that we're just worse? Not for the way we want to play. The way the way that they're he, – John Collins is not a stand-in-the-corner shoot guy. What I'm, he doesn't what need I'm to be that guy. Is every, basically every game that we play, if you look at us last year and look at us this year, the record is worse. The record away is, John Collins, and now we're a worse team. I don't think keeping John Collins would have made us 
that much better because of the way we want to play. Yeah, we got worse, but that's not all on the trade of John Collins. We don't have Jalen Johnson. The point I was trying to make was Jalen Johnson is the reason that what's his name is going to have to Landry Fields have to figure out what to do with his money because it is being proven every game that he is out. We are getting dominated in the front court at the four position specifically. And I, this all kind of works to how I believe anyway. DeAndre Hunter, you're going to get traded. You're going to, they're going to soon find out that you're the fifth best person on this team, on a bad team. And you have a tradable contract and you do have a decent game. They're going to send you somewhere else. Just get ready for it because Trey, Trey number one, sure. You know, I don't believe that, but I'm cool with that. Um, DeJounte, number two. Then at the three, you have somewhere between Jalen Johnson and Clint Capella. I think the Clint's played pretty well this season, but he's Jalen Johnson. He's so bad. <laughs> but, but his rebounds are so good. That you, he he is the difference. He knows, hey, I rebound so well, y'all can't trade me. So, yeah, I think that DeAndre Hunter, you're going to be the fifth person. You're going to be the fifth best person on this team, and I think you're going to get traded. And then if they trade you, they could probably pay Sadiq a little bit less than they paid you and keep him. And then we just shoot threes every every time. That's not the answer. Because then who – what are you going to – that's – DeAndre Hunter is almost in the Matt Ryan situation. Similar – not saying talent-wise, but similar situation in – who are you going to get back is better than him if you trade him? There's no team. Any team that has somebody better than him isn't going to trade for him unless you package some picks with it. There's really – who are you going to get back unless well, you take on money? And they're not going to take on no money. Jeremy Grant would yeah. be an answer. That would be an answer. But they're not going to – you much, can't afford him. Too much too much money and too old. You, now, that juice ain't worth the squeeze. Like, I get that. But he's not going to suddenly like Jeremy Grant doesn't make us a chip contender. I don't think. No trade Maybe. for DeAndre Hunter is going to make us a chip contender. Yeah, nothing. I don't, There's nobody. I, you I can think get that, that this is the reason I, I I've been I keep saying that I'm going to my standard this season. More offense, less defense. But he liked to have a ball in his hand. And Jalen already got like the you know Jalen wants to be somewhat of a facilitator. Trey is going to get his usage. DeJounte still needs the ball in his hand. You put Kuzma in there. And, I mean, sure, let's let's try to score 140 points a game. But which I'm circling back to now is we abandoned defense. And now we don't have a way to fix it. And I don't know what their game plan is. Like, you know, Travis Schlink always tried to find a decent balance of offense and defense. Like, yes, let's score some points, but also let's get a couple stops. We've doubled down on not getting stops now. And I I don't I don't know what the game plan is. I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't know Landry Shamit. I mean, not Landry Shamit. Landry feels, you know the way that he does things well enough to even guess or, or or try to predict what his next move is. It's just like sit back, watch and wait. Yeah, I, I got a point to make. I think I know what they should do. I'm not going to say I know what they should do. I think throwing darts at a board, I think I got a good dart to throw. But before we get sure. there, we, we also played 
against the 76ers. Now, the 76ers, there was no Trey. Um, no Trey. So Trey was out. You would assume, <laughs> somebody, you would assume with Trey out, you're going to start Bogey, which they did. They started DeJounte, they started Bur Bogey, Bay, Hunter, and Capella. So now you got your basically two of your three best players out in Bay and I mean uh Hunter and uh not Hunter Trey and Jalen Johnson. The Hawks actually played really well this game. Absolutely. 100%. The lat the the score, the eleven points came when they started having to foul. We were down yep. by two points with a chance to take the lead with a minute yep. left. Now I want to say that, you know, no moral victories, but this this is as close as you, as you can come to a moral victory. We Now, the first seven minutes, we know what we were doing. Trace usually has the ball in his hands the whole time. Pause if needed. That's wild. But <laughs> I think it took everybody a little bit of time to figure out, hey, I need to be in a different role than I typically am. How do I fit into this system? where I'm probably going to have to do some more work and facilitate A.J. Brown crazy cash cheese. So I think it took everybody kind of a moment to figure that out, but then we settled in and we played really good basketball against arguably one of the top three teams in the NBA. And Embiid did what he did. 38. Uh, Maxie, 38, 14, Maxie, and 3, 30 efficient, and 7 for Maxie. Efficient. They they got their buckets and they did not they did not mess around. But if playing without two of this team's top five players, we made it difficult on them. Mm -hmm. It was not that was that was a game that they really should have whooped us. We outscored them by did. eighteen in the second half. I mean, in the second quarter, they were they outscored us by twelve points. We went into the half. They outscored us by twelve points in the first. We went into the half up six. Uh oh. And then and the third the quarter is third and fourth quarter. They kind of – our offense just went nowhere, 22 points, 24 points. Um, and there was really nothing we could do. We went cold. And Joel Embiid – we actually held Embiid scoreless in the second. Um, Clint played out of his mind. Clint had 15 points, 16 rebounds. Um, Against Okungu, the MVP. And there and, was – And hold on, hold on. Clear out here for a second because uh, my line brother – Zach has moved to Atlanta, and now I guess he's he watches some of the Hawks games. Um, so now me and him talk pretty regularly, and he texts me right before the game. Oh no, trade tonight, y'all gonna get blown out. They gonna score, y'all gonna get beat by a million. I thought so too. Oh, when I called him, boy, he didn't want to answer the phone at first. <laughs> the Hawks are a really good team. And if we could, and I'm going to say this, and it is what it is, we could trade Trey and find a reasonable replacement who is a little bit bigger, had a little bit better shot selection, and could facilitate. And he doesn't have to be the Trey facilitator. I think the DeJounte, DeJounte again, nine assists. I think that DeJounte is a good enough facilitator, especially if you can get Jalen involved. And if we could find another person or spend that $40 million, oh, man, this could be a championship-level team. You would have to go get a proven player. 
if you did that. Okay, so I thought about that. I thought about a reasonable deal here. Um, Sochan, Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson from the Spurs. Spurs get Trey. You got Wimby, you got Trey. Do with that what you will. You got all offense, and you got to do block every shot on the floor. Get some fillers. Now that gives us too many players, but I like it. Oh, I mean, I, I, oh, uh, Sadiq, peace. You're gone. Uh, who else can go? Uh, Wesley Matthews, Garrison Matthews. We hey, we clear out some space. Just say, hey, send me over the roster. I'll start releasing people. So that brings up an uh, interesting fact. I'm not, I'm not going to go there. But there were two things that um, came up. Quentin Grimes for the Knicks is unhappy. He is a six foot five, six six shooting guard. Very good three point shooter. Decent defense. Yeah. Um, got it on a reasonable, I think he's still on his rookie deal. You have said in the past, you've got to trade Sadiq Bay because there's nowhere you don't it's either him or Hunter. You have two controlling years of Quentin Grimes still. Why not trade? Sadiq Bay, who would be a good position player for what the Knicks need, and get Grimes back, who gives you another wing defender who can shoot and who can shoot the three. Because Dejounte and Trey, the way that we play is never; they're always going to get 24, 22, 20 shots, and nobody else is going to get more than fifteen. So if, unless it's yeah. Jalen Johnson, who just don't care. But if if you're going to do that, why not get Quentin Grimes back? You get some money back, if I'm not mistaken. And you'll end up, you may even, you may, I mean, I do it straight up, but I mean, to entice it, you have to, I don't know what you trade, but you trade Sadiq Bay, and you get Quentin Grimes back. I think that is a band-aid for this team um, because it's obvious that they're not looking in-house because A.J. Griffin, even with Trey Hurt, did not see the floor almost at all. That that is immensely frustrating, and it doesn't make any sense to me. What? Why? Why? What has he done where he's unplayable? Uh, and and I mean, it's it's one of those things that people are starting to ask now. You listen to the Atlanta Hawks podcast, you know. You listen, you know. You see what Twitter says. People want are starting to wonder, like, what did AJ Griffin do to just be <laughs> shelved? He's the new Jalen. Oh, I tweeted that too. AJ Griffin is the new Jalen Johnson, and not in a good way. If you're not gonna play him, why not send him to the G League? And Bruno, Bruno asked to go to the G League. He was like, "Bro, I just want hoop." So yeah, I, I that's the reason I think that the Spurs trade is to me is a little bit more reasonable because I think that Keldon Johnson and Kelly Johnson, Devin Vassell are proven like more proven players. I don't. Well, think you got, I would throw AJ if, Griffin in there too. Then, if you're not going to use him, ain't no point in keeping him. That no, entices the uh, pot. Oh, I was actually talking about. No, I, I, I think that the Bucks are interested in AJ Griffin. Well, I. Well, yeah. I mean, their dad is a coach. I, I feel like I feel like there are other teams that know that could use AJ Griffin. A ton of. I'm not throwing him away. Yeah, six foot six shooting guard that can shoot three and plays defense. Yeah, everybody could use him. We don't, except for the Hawks. 
<laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know and I don't not having any information it, it, it's it's a bad dream all over again like Nate and Jalen Johnson. Like, why is he not playing, man? Yeah. Now I will say against the 76ers, I did like DeAndre Hunter. We tried him. You know, he was playing real bad and the city was like, "Hey, bro, you you are awful." And ever since then, Kind of like C.D. Lamb <laughs> when I said the same word about him. DeAndre Hunter has been playing well offensively. He's been looking for a shot. He's been swing. He, he I saw him swing the ball on multiple pause if necessary, multiple he, occasions. He he has to know that I'm the person up to be traded. Let's be real. You're not trading on 15 rebound, Clint. Uh, Jalen, hey man, he's playing out of his mind. What's up, Pop? So you're not trading Trey because he's Trey and DeJounte just signed an excellent contract. So is you. And I'm sure his 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 management has told him that, that if there's somebody to go, it's probably going to be you. And I think he's trying to, what I tell you all the time, put some good tape on, man. See if somebody else will be interested in this somewhere. And I, I, I honestly think that he... Excuse me. I think they all deserve to be somewhere else where they can they can flourish. The 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 elephant in the room is that they played better as a team with Trey was hurt. That's the oh, elephant yeah. in the room. Against the 76ers, that's what I really took. Excuse me, I just yawned, so my eyes water get red as is what it is. But um that's what I took away from that 76ers game. They were playing well, if you look at the stats, everybody had like 20-something points, 20 points, 15, 20 points, and they were moving, moving, moving. And if Trey we could, we, we're back to players. if Trey could just average 20 and 10, 20 and 12. If you average 20 and 12 and play within the offense, we win. There, anytime We said anytime Trey averaging 29, 30, 30-something points on 20 shots, we're going to lose. And that's what we're doing. That's what we do. 30 points on 25 shots. That's what we're doing, man. But um, it is what it is. I don't know what to say. I feel like like the Falcons, there still could be light at the end of the tunnel as far as I'm concerned with that. We could get a quarterback and all of this could be forgotten. The Hawks, so you I don't know. I don't know what to do here to fix it. I mean, I mean, would you be willing to trade Bogey and Hunter and try to make a swing? If you do that, you might as well go get. Then they're gonna. If they do that, they're gonna go get Pascal. his best friend. <laughs> they gonna know. They gonna go get Michael Porter. Oh, MP. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, he he can't go nowhere right now. He's on restriction. They're not. They're the 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 Nuggets are not letting him out of there. But I I mean yeah. I would. That's that. You get Hunter. I mean, you get defense and shooting. You get two players that do the same thing better than him. Yeah, but Michael Porter Jr. can shoot that thing, man. He can shoot it. But I mean, that that doesn't solve our defensive problem. If you're gonna I go mean, get Pascal, look, I, I would. I don't want to. Mm. Sam, I mean, seventeen and eight. He probably he, but he would have a. He would have more shots here. But DeJounte have to take a back seat? 
You have to. I, I think DeJounte is more equipped to incorporate him into the offense. Whatever you need DeJounte to do. If the, if DeJounte, you need him to score 20, 25 on 15, he can do it. But if you need him, and he seems like the one that if he scores, if you need Michael Porter Jr. to get going for the offense to spread the floor so that you guys get, he'll get him going. He did the same thing with Jalen Johnson. He begged for Jalen Johnson would, to start. I mean, you think that Denver would do that? No. <laughs> I mean, it gets the – well, I would – but sentimental reasons, I don't think they will. But it gets them out from under that contract. It's a big contract. Hawks will never win a championship with Trey. Falcons will never win playoffs. Will never make the playoffs with Ritter. The Riddler. <laughs> Boy, Pop right. Davis came in he, here shooting. Telling the he truth. He is the Riddler because he just brings me more and more questions about my team every week. Um, I, I Pop Davis did it. No, the nail on the head. I agree with all of this. Yeah, yeah. So next week the Hawks play Denver, Toronto twice, and Cleveland. Hope we can beat Toronto twice. This so Denver. I'm gonna count that as a loss because they're healthy now. Jamal Murray's back for sure. For sure. <laughs> and 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 y'all are doubting Joker all of a sudden. Um. So fools, fools. This is and and Capella. Now, anytime Capella got to guard somebody outside of the above the th- free throw line, it's it's barbecue chicken. A kungu, a kungu, a kungu, a kungu, a gonna go right down to the block, <laughs> barbecue chicken. <laughs> that is the frustrating part, and and, I, and <laughs> you have to team needs an overhaul, man. So you got Denver, and then Toronto twice. We actually match up. Way better with Toronto because of DeAndre Hunter being able to guard Scotty. Scotty, what's his Barnes. last name? Barnes. I was, I was Barnes. saying Miller because of football. Scotty Barnes. The kicker is OG Ananobi. If OG, if OG Ananobi and Pascal decide to play because Jalen Johnson is hurt, if Jalen Johnson plays, we beat Toronto. I don't even think twice about it because we match up very well with them at every position. And they don't match up well with us at every position. They can't nope. guard our backcourt. But without Jalen Johnson, that means one of them three may go off. Pascal, Scotty, yeah. or Ananobi. Because Sadiq Bay going to get run through like a turnstile. Whoever, yep. You murdered. Murdered. Nothing you can do <laughs> but watch. And that, like, that's the reason I don't, un- like, he's got to go to me is he can't play any defense. He, I, I honestly think that Sadiq Bay is the best candidate for the Cavalier small forward position. He is one hundred percent exactly what they need. I think that Sadiq Bay makes that team very scary. He can shoot. They got plenty of defense with Jared Allen and um, Evan Mobley, mm-hmm. and he got he got Mitchell and Garland in the front court to handle. The facilitation. All he, you know, drive to the basket, get you some free throws, shoot the corner three. You don't have to play no defense. I think he's better. I think he works better in 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 New York because the Knicks have all the defense and driving right. that they need. They need shooting <laughs> badly. Yeah. Um, question from the audience: Who is more to blame for the Falcons' struggles, Ritter Left-hand or right head hand. coach Smith? <laughs> Left hand, right hand. 
So to answer the question, if you, there's something called the Spider-Man meme, where everybody goes out and it's three Spider-Man and they all looking at each other like this, you, 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 Google the Spider-Man meme. That's who to blame. All of them, all of them, everybody. Uh, uh, Ritter for being Ritter and Smith for believing in them and not making a change. It's it's hand in hand, which is why they both got to be fired at the same time anyway. Um, but back to the Hulk. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. The, 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 uh, the answer has to be Ritter because I think that Heineke could get us into the playoffs. He's still a backup for sure. He's better than Ritter though. But yeah, yeah. Arthur this... Smith playing Ritter is what's causing the problem. So I the the blame has to go to Arthur Smith. Because this is, is probably the first game that you can't blame totally on Arthur Smith. And I get it. It's uh, I think we made this point or you made this point probably in like week six. And we talked about it today. I was watching the game with my dad. I was talking about it today. Arthur Smith can call some plays. He can call some plays. But when Desmond Ritter messes up, when Desmond Ritter falls off the cliff every week and gets three or four drives in a row, I think this was a, 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 a missed touchdown pass pick safety was to fall off the cliff this week. He doesn't have any more confidence in him until he has to in the fourth quarter. Then he's only calling run plays. He's all, and all of that diversity and stuff is just like out the window. And you can see it. Because that whole first half, he missed so many passes to so many wide open receivers. Arthur Smith was just like, "All right, well." <laughs> after yeah, he threw he that almost that almost back, pick, all right, well, you you're not gonna cooperate. So cool, I'm gonna fix you. We just run the ball here, and that takes everybody else out of the game because they're like, "Well, he can't." Took throw Kyle the ball Pitts to smooth us. out the game. We didn't hear about Kyle Pitts no more after that touchdown catch. No more. And it's nothing. It's nothing you can do. I'm I'm frustrated with all of my teams. If y'all haven't figured that out, <laughs> I don't think that any of us have. Like none of my teams minus the Braves have any sense of what the game plan is to even fix your struggles. Like Alex Anthopoulos is gonna get pitchers. He gonna do something. It don't seem. I just want it to don't do seem something. like we care about the quarterback position, and not not only is that the most important position in football, we just completely disregarded don't even attempt to do anything with it cowboys looking i don't know man and we got trey yeah man and and then of course ain't really nothing good in college football either so um fire my coach fire billy fire because y'all got a whole lot of people decommitted (laughs) and leaving our best players are not a touchdown how's that not a touchdown frustrated with that Oh, knee went down. Yeah, that's right. Not to sound. That was a good call by the ref. Yep. Down at the one. But it well, is what it is, man. Hopefully next week we'll be a little bit more upbeat and happy about the situation. But this week, it, it is what it is. It sucks. We just told y'all the Falcons are in between trying to make the playoffs and tanking. And the Hawks play Denver, Cleveland, which we didn't even really talk about that. But Donovan Mitchell scored a million points on us again. And then we played Toronto twice. Like, Come to Atlanta, play Atlanta, life. get your career high, baby. That's what we do here. We specialize in helping you be the best you that you can be. Yep, yep. So, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, we come to the end of the ATL edition, episode 132, Sunday night service. We appreciate everybody for tuning in, uh, everybody giving us our questions. 
uh we're gonna take uh take off and if we didn't miss anything nor would take us out as we watch the cowboys make a statement so far against the eagles me and reggie will be taking off the falcons are not taking off the hawks ain't taking off not the birds not flying birds ain't flying let me tell you that much um but this has been another fantastic episode thank you guys for rocking with us here on sunday night service and um, nfl get taylor swift out of football we understand she didn't catch kelsey you know what notification came up today sorry swifties travis kelsey's pass to Kadarius tony didn't count but, i'm getting sick of it all i'm getting sick of it i i, I was cool they kept showing her every time they show the game and in the highlights, they start off the highlight with the Chiefs, with Taylor Swift. Hey, whatever. They show her walking past the into the locker room. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, I don't care anymore. I don't care. But my bad. Go ahead, yep. bro. Nope. Adios, mi amigos. Until we meet again, Pops Davis. Take it easy. Uh, we love you guys, and we will be here tomorrow for Monday night. Monday night raw. raw. Pre-game, 8 o'clock. Monday Night Raw, 8.30, touchdown, Cowboys, 24-6 to at halftime. We're going to finish this. We're about to watch this now. (laughs) Talk to y'all tomorrow.